0: Welcome to the podcast series, Interest Rates with Mates, with Colin, Todd, Sean, and Karen. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, team.
1: Welcome to the week.
0: The third week in Karen. Yes. Enjoying it. Loving it. Good. It's good to have you here. You're wealth absolutely. of knowledge. Hey? Wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah went for a bit of a walk this morning. We did. We uh, walking with peers
2: group. We set that up, and uh, we had how many did we have this morning? Six or seven? We had a little baby too, Jaxie. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so who uh, was smiles the whole way out? So <laughs> he saw some whales as well. He did see yes. some whales. That's pretty cool. Uh, and in fact, he enjoyed his little frappuccino, uh, <laughs> baby chino, Sorry, baby chino. <laughs> <laughs> young, too young a frappuccino. Chino. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, so in the past couple of podcasts, uh, we've touched on PAYG income, uh, self-employed. In our line of work, we get multiple different income streams. Now, this can range from government pensions, everything.
2: Everything, yeah. Secondary jobs, um, contracting jobs. Parental leave, so we'll go through them today. Yeah, so
0: the first one that we'll touch on is contractor work. Now, this is technically seen as PAYG, but obviously with a contract there is an end date, Mm. um, which we have to explain to the bank when that end date is. Yep. What they've done in the past in terms of how long they've been doing it for. Yep. Because that will determine, you know, the the. integrity of the job and, and how long they've been doing it for? I think it's like a
2: fixed-term contract. So, you know, you can get um, some industries that only do contracting work, like, uh, for example, a doctor, for example, might be on a on a um, services agreement, you know, which is like a contracting agreement with the practice where they actually um, see patients, and it's a
0: percentage of, uh, say, the fees for that, that um that, that sort of practice. Um, I've seen a few registered nurses as well uh, with that uh, contract worked, and that's yep. just because they're waiting for that part-time work to become available, but they still yep. need the help in the meantime. Absolutely,
2: yeah, and especially like for a lot of nurses, they, they work in remote communities now too,
0: and they yes. on contracts.
2: Uh, so I think, it, it, look, with any contracting work, as long as we can confirm that there's, a, uh, I suppose, an end date, um, and that end date's generally beyond three months um, out, then yeah, normally we can get around it. I've actually got um, one particular client at the moment. It's a contract. It's a one-month contract. But it's um, he, he works on a ship, so, you know, he goes out to sea for four or five weeks. Comes back, it's a new contract for another ship. So he's been doing it for 13 or 14 mm. years. So the banks are obviously more open to that because there's, uh, there's history in, yep. in that line of work. So, and it's a fairly
0: specialised uh, industry as well. Yep. Um, foreign currency. Karen, have you done any foreign before?
1: Not a whole lot of it. There's only certain countries that they really want to accept the income from, so it can be a little bit tricky, especially if they're self-employed.
0: Yes. But for PAYG,
1: mm. foreign currencies, usually we can find a home for it somewhere. Yeah,
2: we can. Yeah, we can. So, um, and I think they. Uh, Probably the Commonwealth Bank is one I can think of, you know, where they do a gold and silver currency and then a bronze currency, I think. So uh, gold currency, they'll generally use that up to, uh, you know, a higher loan-to-value ratio where silver and bronze obviously tier the loan-to-value ratio depending on the risk.
0: Yep. So there's a bit of – not a bit of work, but there's just a few verification needs. in terms of what your POYG in Australia. So if you're doing foreign income, generally you have to be more uh, or been there for three months or more, need an employment contract, and then just statements to show that that income's the same. Yeah. Um, And then the banks are pretty much happy with that.
2: Karen's right, pretty much self-employed overseas. We generally can't use anything. Uh, Maybe there's one bank that we have on our panel that would consider it, Um, but you pay a higher rate
0: for the purposes of that. I've, so. just, I've just done one, and it was New Zealand, so that would be a gold currency in CBA in terms of PAYG, but the mm. fact that it's self-employed, yeah. way to look to a non-conforming lender. Yeah.
1: There's yeah. ways around it, though, if we plan ahead.
0: So. Yes, there is. Yep. Absolutely, 100%. Yep. Um, so, yeah, foreign is always a little bit tricky, but uh, it's something that uh, I, I enjoy doing anyway because it's fitting the pieces of the puzzle. Um, second PAYG job. Colin, tell us some this more. This is
2: important uh, at the moment because obviously, with the rates being uh, so high at the moment, uh, cost of living is obviously high. There's a lot of customers now that have got a second job um, to try and support the household income. So, um, so secondary jobs are definitely considered. Uh, most banks have a policy where it's got to be uh, minimum six months in that secondary role. Um, what the banks are looking for is that you're not taking on two full-time roles of forty hours <laughs> each a week because eighty hours a week might be. You know, they're looking at the uh, sustainable aspect of it to see whether or not it's. Uh, going to last, I suppose, and that's why they want six months in the, uh, in the job. Um, there are exceptions to that, though. Like I had one just recently where a secondary job, um, it was just over four months, and we had a bank, uh, one of the major banks, accept that. Um, so there's always exceptions to policy, but generally the minimum is six months for a secondary job. Um, and, and look, some customers might have a you know a permanent role somewhere doing thirty hours a week, and the secondary job might be fifteen hours a week. So really, if you look at that, it's forty five hours. It's a full time job basically. Yep. Um, but they're choosing to do it over two different um, two different roles with two different employers.
1: I think the big factor determining how long they need to be there is whether it's a permanent part-time or whether it's casual. Yes. Because obviously casual, the banks want to see they've been there a bit longer and that it's going to be a bit of consistency with their income.
0: And it's yep. all about that history as well. So if you've got – I've just had one the other week. Um, she's ha- She's got two casual jobs um, and she's been in there for more than six months. The bank, we're happy to accept that. So it's, it, again, it comes back down to that history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, Parental leave. Now, we've had some... I know we've spoken about it on previous podcasts, but we've got some really good parental policy out there. Yeah. Want to talk about this one,
2: Karen?
1: Yeah, well, there's certain lenders like um, Macquarie and St George that do parental leave really well. They'll take into account not only the income that's being earned while they're on leave, but they can also look at future income if they're returning to work within three months. So... Mm there's really good policies out there now that make it possible for people to buy homes before they go back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's great to see the banks are starting to be a bit more flexible and and even it taking into account parental leave for men when, yeah. mm. you know, sometimes That's it's right. the father that stays home with the kids. So, yeah. you know, it's really good to see the banks are starting to open up their policy and, and be a bit more flexible with it. It's
2: just common sense, isn't it? it? Is. Like I've got a customer at the moment, I saw them last week and – uh, but they're both registered nurses, um, so she's got until July next next year off, uh, getting parental pay through Queensland Health. Um, and then they've got um, uh, like – she's got a return to work roster system already because mm. Queensland Health are like that. Um, and we need to use some of her income to help service the loan for another property purchase that they want to do. Um, and the Commonwealth Bank will do that one. There's Macquarie Bank that will consider it. As long as um, they've got sufficient savings or yeah. access to cash to cover the shortfall – or the deficit in the income that we need to use in, in the borrowing capacity calculations in an account that they can use, obviously, to uh, to supplement the income while she's not earning the the sort of normal rostered income. So, like you know, that's nine months away. Yeah. Um, so we can get banks on board with that as long as it makes sense. Bit of common sense, like I said, um, you will get banks consider uh, you know parental leave or return to work income.
0: And it's quite, uh, It's sometimes when we have that conversation with the clients, they're actually shocked that we can actually get them that bone because obviously, you know, you're not technically back at work, but the banker go, okay, you know, you are going back to work at, at some point, which the yeah. return to work letter, uh, you know, they're right in front of us. Yeah, 100%. So, So, so they love it. Yeah. Um, the last one is bonus income. Now, bonus un- income probably a couple of years ago has always been a little bit restrictive, just because of the history that is needed. Obviously, times are changing. People get paid bonus, um, you know, monthly, quarterly. Yep. So, banks have start to, started to come on board and say, okay, if there's sufficient history, again, comes yep. down to the history, mm. um, uh, they're happy to accept uh, one year. There are a
2: couple of one so uh, banks who are we're doing one year.
0: Yeah, I've seen that just lately. Yeah. So. Mm. so that, that uh, you know, it, it comes down to if you've, been, let's say, been in the role for two years, which is generally two years is what you needed for the history, but you've had that bonus for one year, yep. we can use it.
2: Yeah. And the bonus income shaded to 80% I think, with 80%. most banks now. Yep. So, um, but, it, you know, sometimes you can get a, get a deal across the line.
0: Yeah. Um, there, uh, I was just having a look at our quickly assessment, uh, quickly is as a servicing program that we use. I'm just going through all the annual gross income and there's so many that we could cover off. Yeah. Um, so that again, it comes down to who you are, what you do for work. If you want to know what, what income you can use, give us a call.
2: I think that's what we say every week, isn't it? Like give us yeah. a call. Every scenario is different, you know, and it doesn't mean that, because one person that you might have spoken to said that you can't borrow the money doesn't mean that you can't. That's right. Get it somewhere else. You know, you've just got to explore different avenues these days. I mean, as Karen was saying, the, the lenders are opening up their policy books again. Yep. I think that's really
0: important to highlight that to our listeners that um, don't just think
2: all doors are shut.
0: No, and each one of those uh, five points that we've covered off today, each lender is different as well. So with bonus income, um, one lender might shade it at eighty percent. One lender might shade it to sixty percent. Yeah, that might give you about thirty thousand in borrowing capacity. It's yeah. the same with foreign currency. It's the same with contractor work. Yeah, we're just on that. I mean, we've got what sixty odd lenders on our panel. Yep. Every lender's
2: got a different policy for each income type we discussed today. So you work at that, and there's five. There's three hundred plus policy uh, variations. You know yep. that that we could see. I mean, some banks are going to be the same, obviously, but most banks have got a different little quirky uh, enhancement or a disadvantage or an advantage.
0: You know, depending on on who the client is. Yep. That's why it's important to call us. And it comes back to that common sense. The bank yep. knows the story, understands the story. Yep. Generally, they're okay with it. hundred percent. What do you reckon, Karen?
1: Provided to choose the right one. That's right. Yes.
0: <laughs> good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our conversions rate is sitting pretty high, so. Yeah.
2: Yep. I think our conversion rate, I just checked it, actually, is around about 98%. That's pretty good. Our so, uh, deals are
0: going, so it's good. Um, since starting uh, podcasts back in February, we have built up a very good bank of podcasts. Um now I don't want to just do podcasts just for the sake of it, so we're going to be moving to fortnightly podcasts. Um, feel free to jump into whichever platform that you go on and make sure that you check out what we've done. Um, but I think we've we've covered pretty much a few topics, and as as things pop up. We will continue to do these podcasts, but we don't want to keep redoing things when we don't need to.
2: What we should do as well is uh, maybe email yourself, any of our listeners that want to uh, hear about a certain topic, uh, maybe get them to email yourself, Sean, so you can give everyone your email address. (laughs) Um, You might get a... A thousand, I might get a thousand, a thousand yeah, your yeah. emails, but um, wouldn't
1: that be awesome? That yeah. would be what a great problem to have.
2: <laughs> we'll have to shut down the whole office and of the podcast for the day, but uh, but yeah, but you can give your email address, and yep. um, and then that way at least we can uh, you know get listeners um, who want to learn more about maybe. A certain topic that we haven't sort of covered off in fine detail, we can we can do a podcast on that for them.
0: Yeah, and it's it, we've got some great podcasts coming up, so we're going to get uh, Adam from Jasper Financial in here. Uh, he's in our office. We've got a BDM from a, a major bank that's going to jump on board as well. We're going to get our uh, customer service manager team members in and um, bully them into a podcast, which yeah. I don't think they're too keen <laughs> on. So they got weeks to plan for it. So, <laughs> so they're, they're fine. Um but yeah, no, every fortnightly uh, from from yeah. Two weeks from now. Great. Thanks. uh, Enjoy your week. Have a great week. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future topics, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. All of these episodes are available to download for free wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care.